When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, and we are ready to roll. Week two begins with a bang. Mr. Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. You can't ask for more. Plus, you get to be the judge on Judge. A coach makes a startling admission, and we pay tribute to a legend. All that and more. Here we go. Here we go. Only one place to start. Only one place to start. Brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And our place to start is with the two men, Bartholomew Scott and Rob Nikovich, who are good enough to hang around after we wrap up, uh, get up this morning and talk some football with us. And if I seem as though there's an extra little spring in my step, (laughs) it is because literally moments ago, I'm talking about 60 seconds ago as we finished Get Up, our dear friend Diana Rossini, who just became even dearer, yeah, bless her heart. made a bold prediction that the New York Jets will beat the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. And Bart Scott, you sounded to me like you agree. Yeah, I'm not tongue-in-cheek with this at all, right? They're playing a immobile quarterback. That front seven looked very, very good. You talk about holding Lamar Jackson, that potent uh, rushing attack to 63 yards. But also, listen, that they, they have maybe probably one of the deepest defensive lines in, in, in all of football. When you think about Sheldon Rankins, you think about Solomon Thomas, you think about Carl Lawson, you think about Quentin Williams. They drafted Jermaine Johnson, who got his first sack. They're going to be able to, listen, against a, a tremendous offense line in Cleveland, wear Jacoby Brissett out because he is an immobile quarterback. And Sauce and DJ Reed, DJ Reed finished, uh, what, third as far as uh, player ranking at 90.6% as far as his ability to shut down um, the, the, the receivers last week in Baltimore. It was the safeties that kind of let the defense down. But I'm excited and encouraged about what I saw on the defensive side of the ball. Me too. Garrett Wilson popped off the screen. He needs to get the ball more. Well, that, he's never on the field, Bart. I mean, what is I going think they on work, here? I think they work him in, right? Listen, much much like you know, the difference in philosophy in Green Bay, they're, they're forcing their young guy to play a lot. Because the depth that they have at the receiver position, Corey Davis always drops a ball or two, but, you know, he had a decent game. Elijah Moore is good. They trust Braxton Berrios. But I just really believe that they're going to take the step. And it's tough when you have your right tackle move to left tackle and then move right back to right tackle and then move back to left tackle. Remember Vera Tucker last year was an outstanding left oh, part, guard. Part, part, part. They stop, moved, too much I hear the you. Bart, I mean, Miles Garrett plays on the other side. I watched the yes. Jets' offensive line. Yes. I watch, you're talking about immobile quarterbacks. Yes. Joe Flacco couldn't run from where I'm sitting to where you're sitting in right. five seconds, and I can reach out and touch you. Right. So I hear you on the defense. It was much better. The Browns are a six-and-a-half-point home favorite, by the way, for those paying attention. Right. And I want more than anything in the world for this to be right. The defense is not what I'm worried about. Yeah. But the kicker's got to make a kick, and the yeah. offense has to do something. Yeah, musical chairs, though, right? It's tough when you, when you have offensive linemen moving, moving all around. I think they kind of settle it up. They, if they're smart, they're going to put a tight end. 
to Miles Garrett's side, and they're not going to release him. They're going to double-team Miles Garrett, and that still may still surrender two or three sacks. But I think that, you know, when you look at Tweak, a.k.a. Michael Carter, he played well. And I, what, what I really took offense to is the fact that I can feel like this little grin coming from Nico to my right side. He's at my three right here, Greeny, but he believed that the Bears were going to go in Bears. to Lambeau Field yeah. where Aaron Rodgers says that he owns them. He right. owns the D to the, to the whole <laughs> the entire you know, organization. But, yeah, I'm crazy. That's you're where crazy. I was going first next. Of, first of all, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, I played for the Patriots, so I can't, I've been in MetLife. I've had a multiple amount of experiences a lot of in MetLife. Not, not many people like me there, so I, I'm, I really don't want to talk about the Jets. So we'll talk about the Bears. About Let's do it, because you are the pride of Chicago. <laughs> you are from, from, uh, from you know, Chicago Joliet, land. You know, Joliet, Jake, yeah. Joliet, Illinois, and you, your bold prediction, was that the Bears are going to go to Lambeau Field and beat Rodgers on Sunday night. Do you genuinely believe that? I think that you're catching the Green Bay Packers at probably the worst that I can – from my most recent memory, when's the last time you've seen the Packers look as bad as they did against the Vikings? A division team in which Rodgers – even said before that game, that matchup, well, I haven't had much much challenge in the division. No, right. so, he, he talks his stuff. He talks and then his he stuff. The, the only – look, I agree with you. I have been down on the Packers like the crazy. Offensive I just don't know line, how high I am off- on the Bears. The offensive line obviously has issues. The receiving core, they have issues with – Young players, the timing, even Rodgers said. Green Bay said, you're talking about. Green now. Bay, yeah. yes. Green yeah, Bay. Yeah, I thought he was talking about Chicago when you talk no, about no, offensive no, no, line. No. Hey, <laughs> issues. It's going to be a bad. <laughs> I'm saying the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers was interviewed today or yesterday. He was talking about the timing is off. The, the receivers have to get open. I've never seen him take as many hits as he took against the yeah. Vikings. So with that being said, I think that the Bears – Got a young quarterback. What are when you sometimes the most dangerous team is a team that comes into the, the, <laughs> the stadium. Cup. No, they come into the stadium. Nobody, nobody's believing that they can do anything, make any noise. They come in there and they upset people, and they're like, "Oh, look, it's a professional football team. They have talent across the board." It comes, it comes down to execution. Barely, Chicago's barely. <laughs> they're barely a professional. Don't be disrespectful to the whole time, Chicago Bears. All right, by what you're saying, and, and but here's the thing, Bart. Let me come to you on that because. I don't know. I'd love nothing more than to see the Bears be a lot better than I think they are. Right. And it was encouraging to see what Justin Fields was able to do in the second half and the slip and slide that was that week one. And so much of the narrative coming out of that game is Fields looks better than Lance. Did the Niners make the wrong pick? All the rest of that. But this could be a, to me anyway, and I hope I'm wrong, yeah. this could be a crash landing back to reality, yes. which is the Bears are supposed to be one of the three or four worst teams right. in the NFL. So if the Packers don't get right, here's how I'll put it. Yeah. If Rodgers and company don't get right this Sunday night, yeah. now I think there'll be cause for really serious mm-hmm. concern. Yes. And this is a get-right game, Greeny, when you think about it. Listen, I thought this, this Green Bay defense was going to be top five in this league. When you think about what they did in the offseason, going out and getting Javante Wyatt, who I think is going to be a, a candidate for defensive player of the year. He's that talented. He reminds me a lot of Aaron Donald. I think we make a lot about Jordan Davis. We don't talk about what he did at the Combine and what he did as a, as, as a college player. And also Quay Walker, right? You know, I think he got exposed a little bit, showed his youth. But, you know, Zaire Alexander, we, Rashawn Gary, we know that they have the, um, the ingredients and the personnel to be a dominant defense. I think they get back to that because they, they know that it's nothing that, 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 um, that Fields can do to them, right? Fields, Fields is not a, a sophisticated passer of the football. They don't have the weapons on the outside that Minnesota and Kirk Cousins had. I, I know we make fun of Kirk Cousins and the um, – you know, primetime games, but he has the receiving core that I think is better 
than the Rams and what Kevin O'Connell had with the Rams. When you think about Justin Jefferson could be number, the best receiver in the game. He, he, he claimed it, and I think he's living up to it. And we forget about Adam Thielen, but what makes that offense so unique is the fact that Dalvin Cook is better than anything that McVay's ever had since Todd Gurley. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that the Vikings are the best team in that division. I think the Packers are going to struggle to overcome the loss of Devontae Adams all year. They'll get better than they were because time will go on and the young guys will figure some things out and they're going to get Alan Lazard back and he should be their best and they're going to get their offensive tackles back. To me, it's not as much for this week anyway. It's not as much about whether the Packers are ultimately going to catch the Vikings as whether the Bears are going to crash land back to earth. And I re- admire, respect, and enjoy. I'm, Nico, like, give me I'm a looking little- at this stat, yeah. the Bears versus the Packers, since it's, <laughs> it's been bad. Since George Howell's. 0-6, 13 turnovers to 1. Well, uh, the, the so we'll, you know, listen, is, we'll see. It's always fun to dream, right? Look, when I was covering the Bears, the Bears owned the Packers. Right. And then the Packers traded for a guy by the name of Brett Favre. Right. And 30 years later, it has been a a never-ending disaster for the Bears because they've never gotten the yeah. quarterback thing right. right. And, and they, they, on the other side, they've had Favre and Rodgers, two first ballot Hall of Famers. So the question, Ninko, is do the Bears have it right at quarterback now? Will ultimately Justin Fields get to a place where he will be – he doesn't have to be the, the top five quarter. Will he be a, you know, a legitimately very good NFL quarterback? Let's say this. He has all the tools – now, you have to have the proper guys around you to, to maximize those tools. So, again, I think that the Bears are probably a year or two away from building a roster that is competitive enough to, to put a good quality quarterback and in And will they with get him tools. killed before exactly, that? Exactly, yeah. because you got to protect your quarterback. So, I think last year he was in a terrible spot. This year, hopefully, they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. But it's going to take a little bit more time. It's not like you just snap your finger and, oh, oh they're, they're going to be – on top of the division, they're going to be a playoff team. That's not the way it works. But I think when you look at the athletic ability of Justin and his ability to move in the pocket, his ability to throw on the run, he has everything that you want in a quarterback in 2022. And that's guys that can move, they can extend plays, they can run the RPO, and they can throw down the field with accuracy. Greeny with Nink and Bart in studio presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses if your place is damaged, quote, renter's insurance at Progressive.com. What many people, I think, not enough people know, is that Rob Ninkovich missed his calling. Rob Minkovich should have been, like, on SNL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The accents, it's not too late. It's not the too accents, late. So the Bears, give, us, give us a little. You want Bob Swirsky to come here today? Here, Greeny, we're sitting here. We're talking about the team, the best team in the whole wide world. The Bears. See, he does that one. But yes. you would know yeah. he would do right. that one. Yeah. Hear about this. Give me a little thought from the fans in New Orleans oh, today okay. about what they're going to do to Tom Brady oh, on Sunday. We got, we got Tom Brady coming down here to New Orleans. We're going to stir up ourselves <laughs> a good old bowl of gumbo. We're going to cook them up real good now. I tell you, you come down here to New Orleans now. You come down the road, uh-huh. and we're going to take care of you because we got the dome, and we on patrol. You know what I'm saying? See, he does it yeah. very well. Can, can, He's can, sneaky can, talented. Can, can you reach deep inside? Can I, <laughs> can I ask Bill any concerns about string cheese? Well, I mean – uh, you know, Bart, you're the 
you're the know-it-all here and uh, <laughs> the smartest, smartest guy in the room. So <laughs> leave it up to you and the string, string cheese, okay? That's really well done. Very quickly before I let you guys go. So good. He's really very talented, Ninko. I was a kid. I used to look in the mirror and just do things like impersonations. I was a big Jim Carrey fan, so, you know. Nice. Fair enough. You're very good at it. All right. Okay, quickly. <laughs> we can get you at Caroline's, man. Yeah, I perfect. Got some perfect. We got a good game tonight, Bart. And, yes. and, and we got Mahomes. Here's the thing. I don't know how much attention everybody paid because I think the spotlight game, the late spot Sunday afternoon was, was Rodgers and, and the right. Vikings. But if you watch the Chargers defense, I think the Raiders are going to be one of the best offenses right. in the NFL this year. And the Chargers got after them. Khalil Mack had three sacks. Yes. If they were, so they play Kansas City tonight on the road. If this game was being played on a Sunday instead of right. the short week, and if it weren't for the injury to Keenan Allen, yeah. I would love the Chargers in this spot. I think the Chargers are ready to knock the champ out. I just don't know if tonight's the night. I think it is. I mean, listen, they're confident. They went into to Arrowhead last year, and they were able to come up with the victory. Yeah. I mean, and listen, I think it balances out a little bit. No Keenan Allen, but again, no McDuffie, right? So you talk about you know somebody that they're dependent on. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs are doing it a different way. They're the, they're the team that's the least complete team, but they have the best player in Patrick Mahomes. But what I feel like is Justin Herbert is closing the distance. Last year, this game should have been too – it should have been too old, Chargers. But Brandon Staley, young coach, had to go for you know go for it in his, in his own end zone because they didn't have a balanced team. They were one-sided as well. They went out and they solidified. We, we, we also gloss over the fact that J.C. Jackson did not play – Last week, but when I look at you know the Kansas City Chiefs, who am I going to use my ace, you know, um, number one cornerback to lock down? So if I know that my my corner can take away your best player, whether it's Juju Smith-Schuster or Valdez Scanley, that means I can deploy more of my resources to make sure that I can stop a guy like Travis Kelsey. Listen, Travis Kelsey is great. In my day, that great player was Tony Gonzalez. And Nikovic and Bill Belichick routinely took Tony Gonzalez away because they can vice coverage him because they can lock up on the outside with the great corners that they have. I think you can do that against Kansas City, which forces you know, Mahomes to hold on to the ball, which allows Bosa and Mack to eat. And Derwin James is elite, too. And so from a football perspective, from a fantasy perspective, for everybody getting set to do maybe weekly fantasy, you know, yeah. the daily mm-hmm. fantasy, if you will, the, dra- the um, fan duels of the world, et cetera. Mahomes or Herbert tonight, Ninko? Who's got the bigger game? I'm going Mahomes. Just, I mean, at home, short week, they have the creature comforts of sleeping in their own house, the preparation. You got yeah. practice right there in the facility. You're rehabbing. The other team's traveling on a short week. You're not prepared. It's not that far of a flight. Though, right? it's, yeah, I mean, it's just a flight in it's general. Not that close. It's, it's not. It's LA not right Kansas there. City. It's, two it's, it's, two it's, it's like much more it's than like two four hours. hours. From LA to Kansas um, City is not two hours. They, they got the Concorde, Greeny. Well, well, they're what, they're what flying the Concorde. Flying <laughs> they're flying on the Concorde jets. I, I'll <laughs> tell you this much: when you look at Kansas City and Tyree Kill, they didn't skip a beat offensively. And I, and I really think, you know, you talk about tight ends. And, and yeah. when we would play a good tight end, so I think Dustin Keller. Gates. Gates. Guys that were receiving, I, you know, right. even even playing against Travis Kelsey because I played against him. You would, we would have this term called ping pong. So we yep. would ping pong him at the line of scrimmage. Make so his way out. you're the inside backer, I'm the outside backer. He can't release off the line of Meaning scrimmage. You're just clean. both hitting yeah. him, both hitting at the him line of like a ping pong inside ball. out, inside like a ping pong ball. I push him to you, outside you push leverage. him out, and he's just bang, 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 bouncing I around. I do sometimes wonder that. I got my two guys here. I, I don't have the time to get into it now. Yeah. But why do these guys, a guy like Kelsey, seem I to get a free under, release so off the, the line of scrimmage look, all the time? Look at the the if you took the Buffalo Bills last play where. 
Kansas City drove it down the field. They yeah. had a defensive end and a three-point looking to rush the passer. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can have the cleanest rush ever if you let Kelsey off the line of scrimmage without – being touched, he's yeah. going to get the yeah. ball on the seam, and it's yeah. going to be wide open. I could do this yeah. all day, but I got to go. I'm all right, up again. you got to go. Guys, you're the best. It. Rob Nickovich, Bart Scott's got his show coming Ooh, up in almost Patriot. two hours. You guys are great. Thank <laughs> you very much, both of you. Uh, you know, hiring is challenging, but there's one place where finding great candidates is easy, and that's ZipRecruiter, where they find and match the right candidates for you. And right now, you can try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I got question of the day coming up. We got to pay a tribute to a legend and two enormously stunning stories about enormous comebacks. All that coming next. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. All right, question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. All right, so uh, every day on my Twitter page, I pose a question of the day, and so you can go there right now and cast your vote at ESPN Greeny on Twitter. Uh, we've got about an hour and 20 minutes left, and it's pretty close, and it's a yes-no answer. The assembled members of the hashtag crew are here, so Nuno, I will start with you. My question of the day on, oh, he's on the phone right now? So my question of the day, Bubba, then is to you. If Aaron Judge hits 62 home runs this season, will you consider that the record? That's the question on Twitter, at ESPN Greeny. Bubba, cast your vote. Uh, Yeah, I voted yesterday, and I voted no, um, because the record is Barry Bonds. We can't just ignore what happened just because we want want to say Judge is the record. No, Bonds did it. Whether we like it or not, that's the record. 
and the circumstances are what they were. He did it in a different era. That's what happened. He didn't get caught. That's what happened. Well, he did get caught. He just didn't get caught till after the fact. He, here, let me throw a different way of thinking about this at you, Bubs. Okay, because I, mean, he I never hear you. tested positive technically. So. That's correct. That's correct. Look, you are correct. So there have been some players who have admitted it, some players who have tested positive, and some like Barry Bonds, for whom we merely have overwhelming suspicion. I'm not sure what other word to use to describe it. Sure, definitely agree there. Here, here's what I'll say. And you know me. I know you know this, but I'm going to say it because I just can't assume everybody knows it. I believe Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. I believe Barry Bonds, for his accomplishments, for all the reasons you just gave, in the era in which he played, everything was skewed, everything was different. But I started thinking about and so he should be in the Hall of Fame, and so should McGuire, and so should Sosa. But here's the, the, the thing I found myself thinking about last night. They've been playing baseball what is it now, 160 years? I don't know. I, I used 150 in the tweet, but however long it's been, it's a very, very long time. It is much longer than they've been playing pro football or pro basketball in this country. And in that entire time, the entire list of people who have hit more than 61 home runs in a season are Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and Barry Bonds. Sosa did it three times. McGuire did it twice, and Bonds did it once. All of those seasons came in a four-year span. So what we've allowed to do is, is, is we've allowed, forgetting about the Hall of Fame, put them in the Hall of Fame, but we've allowed the record book to become meaningless and, for all intents and purposes, outdated because no one will ever hit 73 again, rather than have the opportunity for legitimate chases like the one that Aaron Judge is having right now. If there wasn't any question about the record, if we didn't have these doubts about the record, then what Aaron Judge is doing would be a lot less interesting. So while, look, when, um, oh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, the sprinter who beat Carl Lewis that one year in the Olympics and won the gold medal, uh, Ben Johnson, and then, and then they took his medal away, and his record didn't count because it was not achieved fairly. It was not achieved honestly, innocently. So again, while I'm not suggesting that Barry Bonds should be stricken from the history of the sport, and I, I believe I would vote for him for the Hall of Fame if I had a vote, I do think that we can at least acknowledge that there, is, there could be a difference between that record and what we consider to be another record. I, whatever word you want to choose to use, you want to put an asterisk in there, that's fine. They put an asterisk next to Roger Maris once upon a time. It's been done. People don't like it, don't look at it nicely, but there's a way of acknowledging what Bonds did and still allowing there to be a little more integrity to the record itself and and making the fun, look, we do things for the fans all the time, making it more fun and exciting to watch Judge every single night and see if he gets there. Did I convince you in any way, Bubba, to change your mind? No, I mean, I definitely understand what you're saying, but I guess I would just say you kind of just look at everything being a different era. What about just like in football, for example, all the football records that are now going to be shattered because of the game lengths, you know? Meaning because of the 17 games. Right, they used to play 16 games. All the passing records are going to be insane, and they're going to be way – so anyone who had a record before – they're they're gone. Like no, you know, but, but, and what about all those? But that's people? the opposite. You're yeah, going in the opposite direction. And not only that, we look at those like those records like 
we respect those and look at them high. Like, if someone breaks the touchdown record for 17 games, we're still going to look at the one for 16 games and be like, well, no, like, that was the the most that was the true record right or like but are are we saying that was the true are we saying the true record is the whatever the 61 no one's saying i think that's the issue with mlb like the mlb can't have it both ways you can't keep these guys out of the hall of fame because they quote unquote cheated and have them in the uh, record books. It's like it's a, you can't be half pregnant, right? Is that the phrase? You can't be half pregnant, and that's what the you MLB can't be a little pregnant, a little pregnant, half pregnant. I understand. No, look, there's a defense for that too. Major League Baseball allows, unlike Rose, they allow Bonds and these guys to be on the ballot, and then the writers make up their mind. The, the, I, 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 look, all of these things don't go into the stew, right? It's an interesting uh, stew that we're stirring in a pot of the conversation. All I'm saying is, look, I'm old enough to remember when they played 14 games in an NFL season. Oh, by the way, there was a time when they played 12 games in an NFL season. So Jim Brown's records fell to O.J. Simpson in 14 games. And then O.J. Simpson's records fell to Eric Dickerson in 16 games. And eventually, well, they don't run the ball as much anymore, but maybe someone will break that record in 17 games. That's moving forward. In baseball, it went, it goes back. No one could ever break the record because we don't allow them to blatantly disregard the rules anymore. So what I'm saying, what, what you're arguing, Bubba, is the rules, the records are less meaningful because they've changed the schedule. That's fine. But no one blatantly violated the rules of the sport in order to achieve them. I agree. So, but, but is anyone even saying, ever saying, oh, but the real record is the 12th? Not the real record. But let me ask you a question. Would you have an issue? If the NFL record book, I'm just, I don't even know what the numbers are, but I know Eric Dickerson has the single season rushing record. I think it's 2105. Uh, and that was achieved in 16 games. The OJ Simpson was the one who had the record 2003. He was the first guy to go over the 2000 yard mark. He did that in 14 games. I believe Jim Brown has the record for 12 games. If you put all of them in the record book, why not? This was the record for a 12-game season. This is the record for a 14-game season. This is the record for a 16-game season. Now maybe there'll be a new one for a 17-game season. Would you have a problem with that? No, that seems reasonable. It seems reasonable. So if you could delineate the records one from another in that way, right, does anyone think – they played baseball for 150 years. This has happened only these – in these four years, it happened six times. And in the other 146 years, it never happened. So, like, you don't have to be freaking Sherlock Holmes to see what happened here. So, again, I'm just asking for reasonableness. So I, I for one, would like to see it happen. Now, for what it's worth, I want everyone to vote on this thing. Get on my Twitter because I'm going to take this to the people at baseball because I got a lot of votes working here, and I want more. At ESPN Greening. Right now, 54% of the people are saying, no, it should not be the record. 46% are saying yes. That leaves a lot of room for this thing to turn. I've still got an hour and 16 minutes left before this poll closes. So cast your vote on today's question of the day, and we'll see where it takes us as the show goes along. Meanwhile, Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. The scoop. All right, this was not something I had been planning, but the news came down right before I came on the air today that Roger Federer is retiring. So don't roll your eyes at me. I know tennis is not your favorite sport. But here's what I'm going to say about Federer, and I will keep it concise. 
even if you don't care about tennis, if you appreciate greatness, if you appreciate championship DNA, if you appreciate true excellence and elegance in sport, then you must take a moment and tip your cap to Roger today. There have been... it. It kills me that he's not going to retire as the greatest player of all time because I really wanted him to. But Djokovic is going to retire. He's going to have the record to himself of Grand Slams, and he will have far more. Federer was the guy who first broke Sampras's record, and he got it to 20 before anyone else did. But now Nadal has passed him, and Djokovic is going to pass everybody because he's younger and going to be around. So Federer isn't going to be, I don't know that he's going to be the greatest men's tennis player of all time, but he is the most admired. He is the most beloved. And that is for three reasons. Beyond his excellence on the court. The excellence on the court is sort of the ante in this discussion. But what put him over the top is his class, his sportsmanship, and his regard for the fans. And do not overlook regard for the fans. I've said this so many times. That athletes, if they show the fans that they care about them, we will love you. And Roger Federer did that in ways that very few all-time greats have. He did it with great style and great class and great dedication he was playing at the age of 40. There's, there's something extraordinary. If indeed Roger and Serena go out together like this, and I'm about to do a story in a minute here about how Serena's talking about coming back. So maybe we haven't actually seen the end of Serena Williams yet. But Serena, who is undoubtedly the greatest tennis player of, uh, on, on the women's side, and Federer... Again, he's right there. He's not, I, I just don't think, if we're, we judge these things by the slams, and he's just not going to be, he already isn't the all-time winner. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this right off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me. I believe both Nadal and Djokovic have a winning record against him. So no, one's gonna, no one is going to be able to make a credible argument, I don't think, that Federer is the greatest men's tennis player that ever lived. But he, I think he is the most admired. And he is unquestionably the most admired by me. And I go back in my lifetime, I've loved the sport all of my life. So I'm not old enough to have seen Arthur Ashe. But so when I first came along, the great champions were Borg, McEnroe, Connors. That era sort of gave way. Lendl, that uh, group of players who came behind him, Vlander, some of the other greats of that era. Then came Sampras and Agassi. And from that point forward has been the great drought of American men's tennis or American men's tennis. Well, both (laughs) underline both the American and the men's, uh, because obviously on the women's side, we have the Williams sisters and and they have run the sport for the last 20 years. But then came Roger and then subsequently came Nadal and Djokovic and to a degree, Andy Murray. So that's that's like those that's the lineage of the great tennis players of all time. And in that group. I think maybe only Arthur Ashe is as revered and beloved and admired as Federer. That, that's, that's, that's an opinion. It's obviously not a statement. It's not quantifiable. But I think that's the company he keeps as far as the way he is perceived by people, both inside the sport and the fans. 
So I would just like to tip my cap, figuratively speaking, verbally to Roger Federer and say it was a pleasure and a privilege to watch that guy's entire career because it is a sport that I love and he was unbelievable. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. If Aaron Judge gets to 62 home runs, will you consider that the record? You can cast your vote for yes or no. you got an hour left to do it. Jump in there because the voting is pretty close, and I'm really interested to see which way it turns out. In the meantime, we've got some interesting people saying interesting things. I'm sorry, what? 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 I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? As we say goodbye to Roger Federer, do we need to be ready to say hello again to Serena Williams? I mean, you never know. I always say, I've just been saying that, you know, I think Tom Brady started a really cool trend. So that was Serena on Good Morning America. And in case you need me to tell you this, the trend that Tom Brady started is unretiring. Like I was there for her last match uh, a couple of weeks ago, Friday, and the air of it certainly was that of a, 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 an icon that we were saying goodbye to. We were saying thank you. We were saying we were showing our appreciation and admiration and respect to one of the all-time great champions, certainly the greatest player our country ever produced in the sport, and uh, saying goodbye for what we expected to be the last time. But you know who just sort of didn't seem as though that was the vibe that she wanted was Serena. She looked good enough to win. Now, I don't think she can look that good all the time. And tennis is a sport that you can't, it's not like golf where they can just show up and play a very limited schedule. That's very challenging to do because it's almost impossible to stay at the top level. Like golf at the end of the day, while you can't simulate the pressure of big golf tournaments, at the end of the day, you're playing a golf course. 
tennis, you've got to be playing against other players in that circumstance. So she can't just pick and choose a handful of events she wants to play. She can certainly play a much more limited schedule than some of the players do and than she would have done in her prime. But I would not be at all surprised. The way she played and the way she seemed to me, again, I don't know Serena. I've met her a few times, did one event with her one time. She's not a person that I know. But just the way she seemed to me, she did not seem like a person to me. In the same way that Brady's retirement never felt right, I don't think this one does either. I, I will not be at all surprised. If one day I'm telling you, hey, there's a scoop. The scoop. And the scoop is Serena has announced she's playing at this event or that one. I will not be the least bit surprised if that's the story. So that's one comeback. And then there's this. Scott Frost, as you know, got fired as the football coach at Nebraska. Urban Meyer, college football legend, and NFL washout, I don't even know what other word to use to describe it, laughingstock, is now back doing, you know, the analysis at Fox Sports where he's very good. He was on the Big Ten Network uh, in the last few days and voiced his affinity for the Nebraska program. Quote, Nebraska is one of the most unique fan bases I've ever experienced. One year when I was the coach at Ohio State, I asked one of my guys that worked with me, take me around a little, let's go incognito a little bit. I wanted to walk around. I put a hat on and was in disguise. And I just wanted to watch this because I grew up watching Tom Osborne and watching Nebraska win national championships. I was a big fan. And so the fan support is as good as there is in America. Would you put it past Urban Meyer to come back and coach in college again? I certainly would not. You think a guy like Urban wants to go out the way he went out with that one year in Jacksonville? That's one of the worst coaching stints in NFL history. This is one of the greatest coaches in college football history. I think he actually has the highest winning percentage of any coach ever in the collegiate game. Do I think that a program out there would hire him? I do. Is, he, is there a little bit of toxic surrounding Urban Meyer? Yeah. But there's also a whole lot of desperate out there in the college sports landscape. Could Nebraska be a place that makes sense? You know, I was just on there the other day. I was on, I did a whole bunch of radio interviews uh, uh, the other day, and one of them was in a Nebraska area, and they were asking me about the Nebraska football program. And I said, I gave you my honest answer, that while I can't believe it didn't work with Scott Frost, because I thought it would, those of us who are my age certainly remember a time when I, the Nebraska-Oklahoma game, which is this weekend, was the biggest game of the year. That was the biggest college football game of the year when I was a kid. Bigger than Ohio State-Michigan, bigger than Alabama-Auburn, bigger than anything. Nothing was bigger than Nebraska-Oklahoma. And Nebraska won a bunch of championships. Obviously, they've fallen off. But I think it just takes the right guy. Lord knows they've got the fan support. I thought Scott Frost was the right guy. Could I see that? I could see it. And if it's not there, do I think Urban will come back and coach somewhere? I actually do. So I think that we might see two enormous comebacks at some point in the relatively near future. Continue in just a moment. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.